Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is holding down the fort. And I am your host, Jim O. Fort. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. I am Jimbo Fort today with Peyton Eels. Peyton Eels joins us from Coastal Carolina University. He was also a member of the Niagara Power this past summer, where he was an all-star and one of the regulars here at WNY Strike Zone. We love this dude. Can't believe that he joined us for the show. Thank you for taking the time today, Pape. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, James. I appreciate you having me on. Well, so like I said, we were, uh, you know, we saw your hard work over the summer. And although a, uh, a small sample size, we were a, uh, a utility player at Cedarville University. And uh, going into this last year, you know, we hit the summer. Were we planning on going back to Cedarville? Were we already in the transfer portal? Let's, let's jump right into how the heck did we end up at Coastal Carolina this fall? Yeah, so it was a, it was a crazy process this summer. But um, basically, the season ended at Cedarville. I loved my time there, four years. Loved the guys, loved the coaches. But uh, I knew there was something else in me that wanted to try something out for my last year. And I knew I was, you know. I worked very hard, so I figured might as well give it a shot if I can. So I entered the portal, and um, it was a it was actually a crazy situation. I went to my high school's practice because they were still in the uh, in the playoffs, and uh, uh, my dad coaches there. And so I was real just real hit. quick, let's hit let's hit dad. Where do where where is the high school and where does dad coach? So my I went to high school at Altoona uh, Altoona High School in Ackworth, Georgia. And my dad, David, he uh, he coaches or assistant coaches there to uh, Keith Hansen, the head coach. Cool. So we go back home to Altoona, Georgia, and we go to the high school practice. And what goes on? Yeah. So I get there and um, there's a local scout in the area that uh, is good friends with one of the other assistant coaches, Mike Lynch. And um, so I'm talking to him. Um, and he just asked me how my year is going and I'm just getting ready to hit BP, whatever. And um, he was a scout. His name is uh, Kevin Burrell. He was in the area of South Carolina and Georgia, just um, just looking at guys and had, you know, an hour to kill. And since he was good friends with Mike Lynch, one of our coaches, he said, you know, what? I'll just go over and talk to him for a bit. And since he knew me from high school, um, he was talking to me. And he's like, you know what, since you're, you know, you're, you're looking for somewhere else to go, um, take some swings and field some ground balls and I'll send out some video just to help you out, see what's out there. And I go, okay, sure. Not really expecting much out of it. Um, I do that. And then a couple of days later, he's like, you know, Coastal reached out, you know, other schools, big time schools also reached out. And I was like, wow, that's a, uh, that's pretty crazy. So from there, um, I talked to Gilly and it was pretty much or Gilly coach uh, head coach here at Coastal um, and it just kind of clicked from there and I was I was pretty set on where I want or what I wanted to do 
yeah. So right, right out the gate, was that um after you'd ended your summertime here? Or was that before you even got up here for the summer? That was before. Um, so I would say it was probably about two weeks before I came up there to Niagara. Um, yeah. So I was still uncommitted. I committed about, I think it was my first week I was up there in Niagara. Um, so yeah, that's where that was on the whole timeline. Cool. 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 So that is, I mean, you know, you don't want to call it a shot in the dark, but you, you seem to be pretty grateful for how that worked out in your favor there um, by just being, being there at our high school out of high school, walk me through a little bit of the process, um, you know, getting recruited. How do we end up at at Cedarville and um, you know, just, you know, did dad coach us in high school? How did, how did it all unfold there? Yeah. My dad coached me in high school and I guess coached me all the way growing up. And uh, he's really the only like hitting coach I've ever had in my life. Um, other than maybe a couple other guys, but uh, yeah, he kind of taught me everything I know. Um, high school, I mean, I was a decent player growing up in high school. I didn't really play on varsity till I was a junior. Um, had a decent junior season, but you know, I'm not getting crazy numbers. I wasn't getting scouted by really any big time programs. I had a couple of D3s uh, reach out to me, but um, I, I hadn't had a, even a D2 offer in Georgia um, going into my senior year. And senior happens and I end up hitting like 520 end up getting co-player of the state um in Georgia for uh the 6a classification so that's pretty good right (laughs) yeah it is just kind of just one of those seasons where everything was clicking for me so uh yeah um but still hadn't received an offer from a school in the state of Georgia and the only school that had reached out to me was Cedarville Ohio up in Ohio or yeah up north in Ohio and cool. So we were like, Hey, love, love the coaches, love the situation. Um, you know, campus wise seemed like something that wanted, we wanted to be a home for the next four years. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I really liked our coach Mike Manis up there. And then, um, campus was beautiful. Um, I was a civil engineer major there. So really good academic, um, school. And I loved everything that the school stood for as well. Cool. So, um, graduated and now we're, we're on the coastal in a, uh, in a grad program. I'm actually still uh, continuing my uh, undergrad degree here for uh, engineering. So, yeah. Well, hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, difficult <laughs> program out there. And if you're, you're going to be playing baseball, you might as well take your time as you're, as you're going yeah. through it. Right. Yeah. I tried, but I couldn't get it done in four years. So lesson for everybody listening, I guess he doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to do everything in four you can, you can spread it out a little bit. It's all good. No, listen, uh, from a guy who, uh, put his feet up and took, uh, took a master's degree in, in six years, it's, uh, you know, you, you <laughs> want, nice. you want to be in school, everybody. Um, especially if you're playing baseball, like, uh, like we are. So, um, let's jump into the current team, right? Um, obviously we got a little bit of common ground. I don't know Mr. Bender personally, um, but a guy from Albany who coached him in high school was kind of um, one of his hitting trainers in high school. Um, you know, I'm from Cooperstown originally had mm-hmm. some guys from Cooperstown there. Um, you know, obviously he's an awesome player. You guys are roommates, right? So we what's are, it Fred. like to, to be in the lineup with that kind of guy, live with that kind of guy and, um, 
you know, the rest of the dudes on the team, what's it like being part of a, a top 25 NCAA division one team? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Living with Bender. He's, he's a, he's a funny dude and a great guy. Um, I got to know him a lot better. I feel like this semester since we started playing too. And uh, yeah, being in the lineup every day with him is, is awesome. We're roommates whenever we go out to um, on a you know road trip and stuff. So yeah, it, it's been, it's been awesome. And I think the best part about it is, you know, us two were both guys that really like we knew we we're going to be good, but like nobody was really looking at us to be the, you know, big contributors on the, on the team. Um, so yeah, us both doing our thing right now is, is great. And I hope to keep it going. Well, yeah. And, and as a utility guy for you, right. I know he kind of started behind the plate and has turned into, Hey, first base, Hey, DH. I know that for us up here in the summer, you were like, dude, I'll play anywhere. And like, you guys both just bang, you know, in that one through five area, it is, you know, I think it's a, you know, a tribute to the kind of players that are everywhere right now, mm -hmm. you know, making a difference in big time lineups that are, Hey, we've grinded through stuff. We maybe have done some things that other people haven't had to do in order to be here. And that's what, you know, ultimately contributes to us passing the baton, being a team guy, having great at bats for our, for our stuff. You know, it's no different than a Cedarville at bat, you know, at a coastal at bat, we're trying to do the same thing, right? Yes, sir. That's right. And, uh, or sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, uh, no, that's, I mean, it's, you know, every, everybody's always like, Hey, like, you know, the, this dude's so much different at this level than other guys. And like Dylan Cruz, these, you got to jump on right now yeah, and say, oh, sure. he's, He's just on a whole nother level than everybody else. And like, yeah, sure. But like, you don't see the difference of like a, uh, you know, a guy who's at Cedarville versus a guy at coastal Carolina and how they could be the same guy. Right. Yeah. For me, like right now, I don't approach it any differently than I did back then. It was still um, my goal when I was still at Cedarville, just to be the best player that I could be. And it's still that right now. Um, I would say the main difference between the two is I guess the preparation um, I, I'm not saying it was, it was easier back then or harder, but I will say it's nice not playing back-to-back double headers starting at 12 o'clock at noon every day where you're waking up at 7 a.m. So that was definitely more difficult at the D2 level. You don't have the BP uh, at 8:40 a.m. Yeah, exactly. That was really tough. Now, now we have, you know, games at four and just, it's just one a day, which is really nice, but, uh, it almost gets you in that mentality of, you know, grinding every day and, and having that chip on your shoulder. I mean, I guess there's a lot of JUCO guys out there too that I think experience the same thing going from there to D1. Um, it kind of molds you differently. And once I got here, I just, I just, you know, used that to my advantage. I felt like it helped me a ton. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's, it's easier or we're coddled, but the resources that we do have, whether it's mm -hmm. hot, cold, you know, hot, cold tub, the training staff, the, um, you know, the weight room, you're like, you, you know, not that the guys who are there for four years and were recruited there don't want to use it to the best of their ability, but you get there and you're almost like, oh shit, like this yeah. is awesome. I got to get in there. I got to grab the snacks from this place. I got to stay after and do this. And I had, um, on Monday, I had Georgia tech catcher, um, Jack Rubenstein on okay, cool. who started at division three Emory college mm -hmm. um in atlanta georgia 
and is a grad student played behind Kevin Prada last year. Um, you know, first rounder and is now, you know, pretty much the everyday guy there. And it's just like, you know, sure. The amenities are different, but just like you said, like we don't go about and at bat differently, or we're not, you know, we're, we're trying to be the best player that we can be and sure there are better resources, but we pretty much, you know, you get used to those in the first two weeks. And then it's like, Hey, routine, letting those help us get better. And pretty much Mm -hmm. the way I put it to him was, you know, in a college football sense, almost is that we build these, you know, these giant stadiums and these really nice locker rooms and the players lounge and the athlete cafeteria, because we want you guys there all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that we're going to go out and cause trouble immediately when we leave campus. But if you're here on site in these places doing baseball stuff or just hanging out with the other baseball guys, we're a lot less likely to get into any trouble. Maybe we're doing some schoolwork where we're kind of having a, a positive spin. Do you feel like the university as a whole and the athletes kind of as a group, it's like, Hey, we're, you know, we're spending a lot of time together and a lot of it is, you know, making a difference in our Myrtle beach community. Oh yeah. That's, that's huge. Is uh yeah. Spending time here. Cause we definitely do. And um, getting to know each other better on the team. And that was a big thing for us. Cause we had, I would say probably over half of our guys this year being transfers like me or just freshmen. And so we had a huge turnover from last year. And that was one of our big things we were trying to work on this fall and still uh, early on in the spring was just getting to know each other better. And, and cause when you get to know each other better, you play for each other more, you fight harder and stuff. So that was huge for us. And right now I feel like we're really close as a team, which has been, you know, you know, really, really good for what the situation we're in right now. We've come off some big wins. So, yeah. I mean, you have, I, you got to kind of, you got to mold at some point, especially if we're going to go on runs like that, right? Like you don't just have three, four, five really good individuals who win your games all the time. You mesh, right. And yeah. you know where each other's going to be. And we're relaying signs to the, you know, without giving too much away to the outfielders, making sure that everybody's a step ahead of, of, you know, the other team. And all of a sudden we got coastal back into, are we, what were we, were we 19th, 21? Where where are we at right now? Currently 19th uh, ranked, I think by D one baseball or something like that. So, yeah. So yeah, I pretty cool at 19 looking to go up who we got this weekend and uh, how are we prepping for, for the weekend here? So we just came off a win last night from, uh, currently ranked 13, uh, North Carolina. And this weekend we have, let's go, let's yeah. go. Sorry. Hey, I told, I told my wife today, I go, I feel like I'm in this line right now as I'm going through catching yeah. Bender yeah. back to back. Had to bleep that out though. <laughs> I know. Right. I don't know what that kid said, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So we got Georgia state this weekend and we're uh, prepping for them in practice today. And, uh, we'll, we'll go to Atlanta, Georgia, actually where I'm from. So I'll have a lot of, uh, hometown crew there to cheer, cheer us on. Is that uh is that your first time you'd, you'd consider yourself kind of back home since being at coastal? Uh, yes, that's probably the first, well, other than me going home for breaks and stuff, but, um, yeah, but yeah first, first time, first time like game. you're, you're playing somewhere where we're, we're going to have, yep. have a, a little bit of uh Peyton Eels home crowd behind us. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Make sure you got your, uh, your tickets in and we'll call, right? 
I know. Yeah, that's been a big thing. That's new this year. At uh, Cedarville, you didn't have to pay to get in the games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, uh, borrow. Hey, are your parents coming this weekend? Borrow, borrow tickets from certain places. Make sure you get everybody in there for your. I show. know. Yeah, I'll have to ask some of the guys that transmit theirs. So, um, you spent this summer up here, right? Um, we were off to an, a really hot start. You know, did you feel like hitting with wood bats, seeing the guys that were up here every day? Did it kind of get us ready until, until we went back and um, recommendation wise, you know, we have a lot of, you know, having a private facility. We have a lot of pitchers who are like, Hey man, should I not spend the summer playing and just getting better like this, that, the mm -hmm. other thing. I feel like some of the guys who are on the power this past summer and some of their teammates are in far better situations this year from playing summer baseball, from just exposing themselves to some of the competition that went on, what would you recommend to, to somebody who's uh, in a, in a situation like yours? Yeah. So uh, for pitchers, I mean, I can't really speak much of, I've never really pitched in my life, but um, position player wise, I think it was a great you know decision that I, that I did uh, coming up there. I kind of just wrote off my hot streak from uh, at Cedarville finishing off there and then kind of started right away once I got up there and uh, really good competition. Um, but yeah, recommending it. I would just, I would just say, like, yeah, if you're, you're, you're looking into, it, I would do it, especially with the new uh, turf going in there, the facility upgrades. It would probably be a really nice spot at, at Sal. Um, I would give one example of a kid that played up there uh, last year with me it was Billy Morris. He, he um, was a freshman going or going to be a freshman, just finished his senior year of high school, and he went up there and faced a lot of college arms. And now I look at him this spring, and he's killing it uh, up there at uh, Uville, right? That's right. Yep, D D two yep. D U really just won Player of the Week for the the second time this past yeah. week. That's what I mean. So I mean, he was already a good player, but I bet seeing those uh, arms up there at the college level was really good for him. Especially, and we had other guys that were high school guys too, Jaden Lobiner and uh, Mike Huff, I think too. Yeah, and they're both at Kansas State and. I think it's uh Western Michigan. Yes, right? sir. Huff's Huff's yep. out at Western Michigan, and um, you know, both very much so benefiting from from the competition, like like you were saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, oh, I mean, um, I thought it was a great choice for them. Yeah, I I think you know, leveling up, right? Like, as a, are we done after this year? No matter what, is this is, are we kind of leveled out in our our NCAA eligibility? We are in the NCAA eligibility. The only uh, baseball life for me is uh, Lord willing pro ball. So we'll see. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, um, I know senior senior signs are a, a whole nother ball game since uh, the 2020 spot has kind of gone on. Yeah. And, um, Knocked out half the rounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> half the rounds, but big time money saving rounds from yeah. five to 12 where we've got a lot of seniors coming out of top 25 programs who mm -hmm. may be on the rise, who may be a utility dude, who may be swinging a lefty and are sweet in the field a little bit, right? Hopefully, who just need hopefully. a chance to to jump in and, and get after it when they've already gotten a chance at a higher level, right? Like that is mm -hmm. the track for guys like you is all of a sudden, you know, wow, level up, level up, level up, level up. Now it's not only easy to look at you and say, Hey, we're cheering for you, but he's never stopped leveling up before. What's, what's to keep us from, uh, from picking him right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, my four years at Cedarville, even before that in high school, like I was always 
working hard, never really got too much recognition, but uh, I knew it was always going to be worth it in the end. It was going to be um, going to show some, some time. And uh, me being here, I feel like some of that is finally happening, but yeah, you're right. I'm not finished yet. I'm still working to get to that next level. And then, you know, the next level after that. Um, and it's not like, I'm not going to be a big signee just because I don't have any eligibility left, but I'll take anything to keep going. So, yeah. Dude. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, the, the train, like an underdog play, like a champion mentality, like that shows up on the field, right? Like you guys, you guys are out there every day. Like you said, you and Bender, maybe not the, Oh, these guys are going to make the biggest difference in the lineup. This, that, the, Hey, we show up every day. Like if you're not here early, what are you doing? Right. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. that everybody is there just wanting to get better, wanting to make sure that the name on the back of the Jersey is, is improving so that the name on the front of the Jersey benefits from the name on the back of the Jersey, improving everybody with a common goal has to be like, Hey, if we play better, right. As an individual, if I'm, I'm working on making myself better, you know, and I'm sitting behind somebody else, well, at least we know the team's as good as it can be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the the best team aspects there, like the best team environments are, you know, it sucks playing behind your best friend, but that you're right on the heels of a guy who's right in front of you so that there's never any rest. There's never any, Hey, ease, but always trying to get better while we're even when we're on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of the things I like to do is like, I, I like to carry myself on the field, you know, in that dog mentality and, you know, not take anything for granted. Um, but then when I'm off the field, I try to be, you know, the best person I can be, the best teammate and stuff. So I think that's a big thing to it. As like you were saying, um, come, you know, push guys when you're on the field, but when you're off, um, I guess have their back and, you know, be a good, be a good teammate with them. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, and it, it probably, it's probably full circle around campus, right? Like I'm sure our coaches our our athletic department as a whole, like we said before, um, you know, it's not only being good to the other athletes and the other students who are here at Coastal Carolina, but the entire community. I know you guys are heavily involved. Give me a, a, a quick rundown on like maybe something that we've done in the community recently to, uh, you know, to help everybody out. Yeah. One of the big things we do is um, we do work with our miracle leagues, which is uh, basically baseball games for uh, special needs kids. And uh, we'll do that, you know, we did it probably, you know, a good six or seven, seven times this fall. Um, every single time they had games uh, in Myrtle Beach, we would go over there and, you know, help those kids play ball because that's what they love to do. And they see us, you know, being coastal athletes and they think it's the world to them. So, yeah, it's, it's been really cool doing that. Um, and then they would come here for some games as well and they would see our facilities and stuff and they would think it's the coolest thing. So that's that's probably one of the biggest things we've done for, uh, I guess, the community in the area. And it's been really cool because you think, you know, you're just doing it for them, but just to see them and how happy they are, even in their current situation, like it, it kind of helps you because you realize the blessings in your life and, you know, what you've got. And so it, it, it does as much work on us as it does for them as well. So it's been really cool. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of um, not a coincidence when a team gets to a championship stage there's often a, you know, a backstory of how there's something in the community that they're super tied to. And it always humbles them and it brings them back to like, Hey, you know, as much as there's pressure on playing pressure is a a privilege of just being on the stage. Right. And I know Mm -hmm. recently that uh, pressure is a privilege is something that we, uh, we shared ourselves. And that's a, you know, a big thing to just 
not only, you know, the stage that we're on, but our able body, the, you know, the fact that we, you know, we work with people in the community and understand that like, Hey, we are blessed to be on the field, to be in the lineup at all, you know, to, to be at this university learning in the, you know, in the situation that we are in, um, and the community, whether it's Myrtle beach, it's upstate New York, it's Los Angeles, California, right? Like the community always ties, you know, I feel like our athletes back into like, Hey, plug back into yourself and re remember that this is more than just a game and that we do more than just, you know, hit and throw a baseball around the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, I agree with everything. So um, we had a nice light day today after busting on Carolina yesterday. Take me through. So we'll probably travel tomorrow. Um, tomorrow being Thursday, take me through like Friday game day on the road at Georgia state, just waking up being Peyton Eels. What are we going to do to get ready to go out and play a game on a Friday night? Oh yeah. So on the road, um, we've already had only had one road series where we stayed at a hotel and that was at James Madison, uh, two weeks ago, but, um, yeah, on the road, the schedules pretty much wake up around nine, I would say, go get breakfast, go get something to eat. Um, after that, just, I guess, chilling, um, you know, hanging around in the hotel. A lot of our freshmen have study hall they have to do, so they'll get their work done. Sometimes I'll try to get some work done while I'm on the road. Um, and then if there's a pool there, you know, you hang out by the pool. Our, our strength guy, um, Mike Thompson, he'll, he'll have, like, some kind of mini workout for us to get our bodies going before our game starts. Uh, me and Bender, we like to – you know, get the speaker bumping in the hotel room and start listening to some. Yeah, you uh, said you said stuff. you guys are. Are you? Is it two guys to a room? Two guys to a room. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you got you guys are in one room together, just just techno raging. Oh yeah, we're going at it. We'll, we'll put on a bunch of different guys, but um, yeah, that that kind of gets us locked in. We have the same music taste too, so it's pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. So, second road trip. Um, we've been to to James Madison. What kind of, uh, you know, we're going to do some rapid fire questions here in a second, but what All kind right. of hotel we got booked for us here uh, on, on the road trip? Something real nice as a uh, coastal athlete? Hopefully it'll be all right. Um, it it was a pretty decent, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't remember, but um, they're usually pretty, pretty decent hotels, pretty good quality. So, yeah. Now I remember um as a uh, as a minor league coach I uh I was staying up the road in Cleveland from um a friend of mine who was the big league the big league bullpen catcher for the A's and I was staying at the DoubleTree probably $180 a night I'm like man this place is awesome I got free cookies we had a uh, a nice like um happy hour session that was like free appetizers and some free drinks and he's like Hey, uh, you want to come over to the the hotel bar? We're staying at the Ritz Carlton. I look up like where oh, it is gee. on Google Maps, and it goes five hundred ninety nine dollars a night at their at their hotel yeah. for the, the base hotel price. And I'm like, whole nother league when you you know you look at sometimes this big travel stuff. So Cedarville to Coastal, are we we pretty much in the the same kind of stuff? Are we? Are road trips just closer to each other? Are we flying more? Give me some uh, some amenity differences. I would actually say like hotels are pretty much the same. Uh, we had a we had a good little uh, setup at Cedarville. Our our coaches and our directors made sure of that. Um, yeah, hotels pretty much similar. Um, road trips are were 
a lot longer at Sudoro, I would say. We would drive down to Florida from Ohio, which was, oh, my gosh, it was probably 16 hours. Um, and then we had conference games that would uh, – one was, like, in Tennessee, so, you know, six, seven hours. So we haven't driven anything that long this year yet, and I think we'll fly to, like, South Alabama here at Coastal. Um, we'll fly to – I forgot, somewhere else, too. I, I I can't remember off the top of my head. So Somewhere anything, that we normally probably, take a take a bus to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything probably over seven hours, we we would fly to here, which we didn't have that luxury back at back at the Ville. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as a as a guy in Niagara, I remember, um, you know, you you pretty much you stayed at the the dorms on campus, right? So I actually, the actually dorm- did not. Where were you at? So I had a friend that lived in uh, Buffalo, so I stayed with him, and it was like a forty-five minute drive from the field. That, oh, that's that's right. Was that that Gillis? Yeah, Tanner Gillis. He was yeah, supposed so to play he had, with us he had too, family but... that was here, right? Is he still at Cedarville? How's he doing? Oh yeah, he's doing really good. Uh, he's having a de- decent year as well. Um, but um, yeah, he's still in Buffalo and he's still at Cedarville. Um, I think he's looking to find another uh, option for his last grad year which is pretty cool. Kind of like how I did, but um, yeah, uh, I stayed with him and he was going to play with us, but he, I think he threw like 70 innings for us in Cedarville last year. And so our coach was like, listen, don't, you don't need to throw anymore, you know, just work on getting better. So he was just working out all summer, uh, getting stronger. Listen, uh, we, we talked out uh, that you can't speak for pitchers, but it's, it's not always, you know, summer leagues are, are, uh, you know, you gotta be monitored pretty well. And coming off a mm-hmm. 70, 70 inning spring is maybe not the, yeah, the best thing to, to get here with some of the, some of the lack of arms that we had last year. Right. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, he just decided that was the best decision for him. Well, listen, um, so we're at coastal this year, right? Um, we spent the, the fall, the winter there, um, like golf course capital of the Eastern seaboard. Do we play golf? If we play golf, do we swing it left-handed? Like we do the baseball bat? How are you? Oh yeah. I I play lefty. Um, but no, I haven't actually played anywhere here yet. Um, I play a lot in the summer. I play when I go back home. Um, I play when I'm visiting family over the summer, but no, I haven't played any this, this, this year I had opportunities to, but I don't know. I have a weird thing to where it's like, if, if I'm hitting well, I don't want to like, you know, swing a golf club and perhaps change the main mechanics. So I'm just kind of, you know, laying off for it for, you know, a couple months until we'll figure out what we're doing next. Spending lots of time trying to hit a moving thing, that goes different direction and spins certain ways, right? Like we got to yeah. lay off the standing still thing. It's not that we put the batting tee down, but we talk to a lot of our younger guys sometimes about, Hey, are you trying to be your dad playing golf? Or are you trying to be one of these guys who plays baseball and is hitting the ball? That's moving at a, at a high rate of speed, right? Like challenging mm-hmm. ourselves in practice, not golfing, a lot of guys, big leagues, all the way down to, to high school stuff, say we keep the golf clubs away, especially when the, the offensive side of stuff are, are going on. So that sounds totally normal. Um, if I was coming to visit for a weekend in Myrtle Beach, right um, near Coastal Carolina, staying right by campus, and I was like, hey, man, 
uh, let's go grab something after after a uh, a home game restaurant wise. Where are you taking me, and what do you recommend? A number one meal that you've gotten down there so far. Number one, I mean, I'm I'm really basic. Like, if you would ask me where I want to go after you know a game or something, I would just say like Chipotle or something basic. But um, uh, best place I've ate here so far. Yeah, it's like, hey, like you're taking mom, mom and dad, or you're yeah, are coming yeah. into town. You're like, hey, got to take them out for something real nice. <laughs> Well, last time they were here, they were here this past weekend. We just went to Olive Garden. I'm I'm really simple. Like that's real nice. I, I would, if you gave me an option, I would go just like Longhorn. That's my like fancy restaurant. So okay. yeah, big like big steak, baked potato. Like what are we what are we uh, recommending? We're getting the al ribeye, and uh, we're probably getting some green beans. I'm a big vegetable guy, and mashed potatoes. Keep it pretty simple. Beauty, beauty, beauty. So if, uh, turn it around, if I was coming to visit in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was coming to your neighborhood, how about there? You got a local spot that you got that you would take me to be like, Hey, you give me a real good taste of the neighborhood. Oh yeah. There's so my, my family, my, or on my dad's side is all, are all from Chicago. And so they love their Chicago style pizza. And there's one place in, in our hometown that does the Chicago style pizza. And it's called Rosaria's and we go there with my grandparents a ton, five o'clock on Saturdays. It's, it's a regular for them. They, they know all the work. <laughs> five o'clock sounds like a grandparents time to eat dinner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, once I go back, I'll probably hit that up with them a couple of times. And it's really good. I, I like it there. That's awesome. So you're talking like, we're talking full deep dish. Like, let me see your cheese pull kind of uh kind of Chicago style. Yeah, well, then they do thin crust too, so we'll get we'll get thin. And I'm not sure if they do deep dish or not, but we just usually stick to the thin. But when when we go to actual Chicago, we we'll get uh you know the Lou Malnati's, you know deep dish, like classic Chicago style, and then my dad really likes that. So yeah. Well, cool. That is, uh, I mean, you know, going home is always always a ton of fun, right? Um, summer plans this year, obviously, wherever baseball may take us graduating um you know what kind of field are we are we headed into are we applying for jobs what's that look like Mm -hmm. so like yeah like you said hopefully baseball continues but if not um i'll be graduating with engineering degree so i'll you know look to find jobs in that area i was doing an internship back in my hometown that i could probably get some connections through um and there's also the thing called the field engineer exam that you have to take before actually becoming like a um, engineer. And so I'll probably uh, study for that as well and just kind of look for my other options. So wherever, wherever it takes me. Baseball or bus, right, baby? That's right. Yep. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, Peels, thank you for joining us, man. I will, uh, I'll let you roll and um, you know, let's go, let's go coastal from here on out. All right. Oh, yeah. Go Sean's, baby. Sean's up. Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it down. Be on the lookout for our new merch. Anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show, please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.